Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alana here with Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? It's going well. How are you? I'm good. A little tired, but pretty good. Anything yeah. new over there? No, I guess uh, not a whole lot. We've been doing a lot of camping and enjoying the summer while it lasts. And mm -hmm. it's been a really nice spring slash early summer so far. And it's been nice. How about yeah. you guys? About the same, minus the camping, but it's been good weather, not really, really hot by Alaska standards. We've been getting a lot of nice rain, which is really good for wildfire season. So things are going well here. Well, I just find it hilarious that, you know, we were the second weekend that we went camping, the kids were outside and it was a beautiful day. There's sunshine. I'm sitting there like, oh, thank you, Lord, for the sunshine. And our daughter was like, I'm too hot. I want to go inside yeah. the trailer. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like it really wasn't, but it's just funny that, you know, Alaska hot versus rest of the world hot. It's is, so different. Rest of the country hot. Yeah. Is very yeah. Different. Our son was playing outside and like, it wasn't even 70. It was mid sixties yeah. and got heat rash just from being outside for, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. And our kids, our kids, definitely all three of, of my kids have sensitive skin, mm -hmm. very, you know, easily sunburned. And yeah, it, it is, it's, it's kind of hard to ease back into that summer mm -hmm. weather, but I'm very thankful for it. Me too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, today we have a coffee break episode. These are where you can submit questions or topics that you want to hear us discuss a little more laid back and I know really fun for you and me because we kind of just get to show up and chat about things that are interesting to us no matter what. Yeah, I, I love just entertaining just different questions about prayer and yeah, it's good, yeah. good to get it out there. So today's question, which I think is so universal, it's what do you do when you feel guilty praying for yourself? Is it selfish to pray for yourself? How do you know if you've got a good balance? all of those kinds of things. So do you want to open, open us up in prayer and then we'll dive in? Yeah. God, we just thank you for this opportunity to talk about prayer and just to consider the question, is it selfish to pray for yourself? What do we do when we, when we feel selfish about directing our prayers toward our own life, our own issues and focusing inward? We pray that your Holy Spirit would just guide us and direct us and show us um, truth that we can pull out of this question and, and that it would just glorify you and help to excite us and spur us on toward more powerful and passionate and effective prayer lives. Amen. Amen. So where do you want to start? Well, I guess the first, I, I did do a tiny bit of research. What would that be in my, uh, in my strengths? My, my That's probably your input. Yeah. Input, yes. Wanting to gather remember. information and you're, it's yeah. like the card cataloging strength is what you've yeah. got. <laughs> I, it's so funny now that I'm aware of that. So for those of you that don't know, there's the Clifton, Clifton strengths, mm -hmm. which is an assessment of different strengths that you have. We've actually done episodes on this, so I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll try to reference that later. But one of mine is input. And I noticed that in everything that I do now, it's like mm -hmm. every, every podcast episode or interview, I realized that I am never quite fully present and capable. I used to think that I had to over organize to be able right. to feel ready. 
but now I realize it's, I just like having that's one of your strengths. Yeah. It's a strength. It's not, it's not a weird thing about me. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is weird, but it's cataloging information. Like I remember being in college because I'm, I'm not as high as you are, but I do have input as one of my, I think it's top 10, not top five. And then mm. my husband's like top two wow. input. And I remember um, hearing about this strength and same, same as you realizing all of the things like my husband's a big collector, you know, he mm. collects all kinds of random things. And it's, again, it's part of input. You collect things or you collect information or, and you can, you know, they're accessible to you. You can kind of like mentally keep them cataloged. Yeah. Well, in doing that, as soon as I saw this question and we're kind of getting ready for the episode, I just thought the first thing that came to mind is, well, I have to get a list of some examples in the Bible Mm -hmm. of, did Jesus pray for himself? And if so, Mm -hmm. what did he pray about? And so I just did a little quick searching that anyone could do and um, did find a few Bible verses where Jesus and others prayed for themselves. So I kind of think, you know, maybe in the beginning, is it selfish to pray for yourself? The, The very basic question is, is it okay to pray for yourself? Is it biblical? And I think the answer is yes. Um, so in John 17, um, verses one through five, and Jesus, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, father, the hour has come glorify your son, that your son may glorify you for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now, this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now father glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. So here's Jesus. I think this is the transfiguration and he is praying for himself. He's praying glorify me, you know, give me your glory, help me, strengthen me, transfigure me, whatever it is. Um, you know, he's thy kingdom come, thy will be done in me. He's praying for himself. And then Matthew 26, 39 and going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So he's praying for, you know, the, uh, uh, cup of, crucifixion for his suffering and death to be delivered from him. Let him not have to do this. And, you know, he's praying for himself. God, I I have this thing that's in front of me that I know I need to do, but please take it away if you possibly can. Mm -hmm. So that's focused. I mean, and this is Jesus. I feel like, you know, there are certain things that Jesus does that maybe we can't apply to ourselves because we're not Jesus, but the fact that he being fully God and fully man still found it acceptable to, you know, pray for God to intervene on his behalf. I just feel like that's even more so. Absolutely. That permission. Yeah. There are times when we do need prayer, when we need strength, we need God's intervention and and his kingdom come in our life. Well, and you and I talk a lot about seasons of prayer. And Mm -hmm. so even if you look at the prayer from John 17 and compare that to the prayer in Matthew, where like basically a few hours have passed, it's like last supper prayer versus Gethsemane prayer. And we know chronologically, not a lot of time has passed, but the last supper prayer, it's all about the disciples. It's all about the future believers. Like Jesus literally prayed for you and me like hours before he died and, or at least hours before he was arrested. And, but then that same night he's in Gethsemane 
and is praying for himself. And I think that we can probably all think of times where you're in intense pain and the thought of praying about some random, you know, your second grade teacher who's sick and you saw on Facebook, she's got a cold, like the thought of praying for her is not going to cross your mind. And I think that that's something else that we need to take into account. Yeah. Maybe if you pray for yourself 98% of the time and only spend 2% of your prayer time praying for others, and you do that like for decades, that probably is going to be unbalanced. But if you're going through an intense season where even just your daily tasks are hard, (laughs) intercession is going to be so much harder. I remember being in college and reading something that it was by a Jewish commentator, and they did not encourage intercessory prayer on the Sabbath because that was work. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I ever thought about that because for anybody who has committed to pray fervently and passionately for somebody, especially for a prolonged time, you know that that takes a lot of mental focus and energy that there were going to be certain seasons of your life where you just don't have, right? Your prayer might just be, God help me. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And, um, you know, I, I think there definitely needs to be grace. Um, you know, if the, if the question comes to your mind, is it selfish for me to be praying just for myself, not just for myself, but for myself to me, that implies to me that you already have the idea that it's important to pray for other people. And you're probably not on that spectrum of, Mm -hmm not praying for other people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if it even comes to your mind to feel guilty to pray for yourself, you're probably doing okay. Like it's good to be aware of that, but I I think that it's probably Mm -hmm. kind of okay. Um, Now I have a question of, it's funny because I look back and I had a friend in college and I remember that she said something and I don't remember which way she said it. So I think that she said, you know that you're growing as a Christian when your prayers go for praying just for things about other people to praying for yourself, because you realize rather than just, you know, God give this to so-and-so God do this thing. But when you go to like praying for character change in your own life and, and God, you know, if you're in communication with God and he's revealing sin in your life that needs to change, or you're praying for strength as you go minister or whatever it is, that that is a sign of maturity, but it might've been the other way where she said, spiritual maturity is you go from more focused inward to your own needs and yourself to praying for other people and the world and globally. I don't remember which it was. So my question is, what do you, what do you think? Is there, is there like one or the other that maybe as a new believer, we tend to pray for more ourselves or others? And then do we mature and does that branch out or might it be different for everyone? I think we definitely do see a change in our emphasis in our prayers as we mature in our faith, I think the very basic is the kind of Sunday school morning prayers, you know, thanks for this food. Please help mommy and daddy not be mad at me today (laughs) when they find out that I broke my toy. You know, just like when you're praying for things for yourself, I would say that that that's kind of the most rudimentary. But then again, 
that's not to say we're not supposed to pray for those things. <laughs> you know, if we weren't supposed to pray for things for ourselves, the Lord's prayer wouldn't include give us this day, our daily bread. Right. Mm-hmm. So none of these, I don't want to give like a qualitative, this kind of prayer is better, but I do feel like at the beginning somebody who is maybe let's not even talk about it on a maturity as a Christian level, but even just maturity as a prayer, right? I think we kind of start with just the sort of rote, easy, something comes up and you think to pray for it. Mm -hmm. The ambulances passes and you think to say a prayer you're about to eat. So you thank God for the food, like just those kind of quick, we sometimes call them popcorn prayers, right? Those are great. There is absolutely a place for all of those. And I think anybody who's trying to fit time to pray into a busy schedule, that's where I would encourage them to start first. You know, what kind of prayer triggers can you give yourself? But then as we go deeper, I do believe that there's a season of almost like intercessory school where you learn to pray more deeply. You learn to pray with more fervency, with more discipline, with more passion. And you're doing that for others. And you're doing that for the nations of the world. And you're doing that for your prayer burdens. But to be totally honest, sometimes if you stay just in there, you're going to look like a prayer warrior. But I would say that your, your prayers are lopsided until you also bring in all of the inner work that's going on in your heart. So that's kind of the trajectory that I think like going from really basic prayers for you and others to fervent intercessory prayers for others. And I would probably say that for many of us, adding that layer of mature prayers for not just the things that we want, but for our own like emotional life and praying through your hurts and your traumas or praying for guidance for a question that you've been waiting for a year for God to tell you about, right? I would say that those are actually harder than the intercessory prayers. The intercessory prayers can sometimes be a almost a smokescreen. Like I picture the husband and wife who are like they're on the brink of divorce, but instead of deciding, Hey, how are we going to fix our marriage? They only talk about the kids, right? Mm. Like sometimes we can stop at intercessory praying because like I said, it looks like you're a very mature prayer Mm. and it looks like you're what we all think that we're supposed to be where you can spend an hour praying for people that you've never met and not get distracted and not get tired. Like that looks and sounds impressive. But if you're not also able to bring your hurts and pains and fears to the Lord, then I would say that in a way, you need to be careful that your intercession isn't the the substitute for going deeper in your own personal prayer time. Well, and I think even to take that a step further, you know, confession and, and mm-hmm. God to reveal kind of like that couple that's struggling, like what's wrong with our marriage? What is the root of this kind of like, well, you know, God reveal to me hidden areas of sin reveal to mm-hmm. me areas mm-hmm. where I'm not living like Jesus. And maybe I right. think I am. And you know, those yeah. kinds of scary questions to ask because right. a lot of times yeah. we get an answer and it's not pretty. Let's take that analogy. And I think that we can kind of show the levels of prayer maturity. So level one, you're in a troubled marriage and you're just saying, God, help us. 
that's a great place to start. That's where all of us are going to start. You know, I think about mm-hmm. Peter sinking. He doesn't have time for something long and eloquent. He says, Lord, save me. Yeah. <laughs> right. We start with just those like, help me, Lord, kinds of prayers. I would say the next level would be the person who like, you're praying a ton for your husband. You're praying for his heart to get softened. You're praying for him to turn around. And then, yeah, I would say the even more, and that's good. (laughs) Like that's important. But then I would say, if you're not also adding that layer of God, what do you want me to do? What sins do I need to confess? What do you have to teach me through this? And I would say you still are, are on the path to prayer maturity, but I, yeah, I feel like a sign of prayer maturity is being able to pray deeply, not only for the things you want or for the people you love, but for your, your life inner workings, right? Mm -hmm. Like even think about a friendship, you know, you and I started talking about like, how old's your kid? Two, how old's yours? One, like they were so itty bitty (laughs) when we met, like, you know, so we started talking about just like these really kind of basic non-threatening things. And then we were able to go like the next level was kind of, well, where are you from? Oh, well, we just moved from Arizona and you know, oh, well, we lived in Washington and now we're in Alaska or whatever. And then it gets to, you know, well, how can I pray for you? And then we just kind of like verbally barf on each other. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I love that analogy. I think not the verbally barfing, but <laughs> oh, I see. I thought that was kind of good one. We definitely do that. <laughs> that is a good one. I think I've yeah, yeah. I I think I've said that to you recently. Like I'm sorry. I, I think I just vomited <laughs> verbally, but um, but yeah, I I love that analogy of the relationship and uh, between a husband and wife and how that can mm-hmm. you know just kind of give us a picture of 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 prayer levels yeah. or prayer maturity. Um. Mm-hmm. How do you think you know if you have an out of balance prayer life from one side to the other? What do you think are some warning signs that we could see like some red flags about, you know, I'm praying too much for myself and not enough for others or I'm, I'm praying too hard much one. for other people. Yeah. Do you, do you, can you think of any? I mean, I hate when people picture God, like a referee with a scorecard, I know, you know, and that's kind of what it feels like, like, well, you prayed for half an hour for this thing you want. Have <laughs> right. you prayed a half an hour for the missionaries, your church supports? That's like, your timer. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love timers, but I, I hate I, that I, idea that, that God's up there keeping score. So honestly, like my first red flag would be, would be like, if you're feeling guilt, and then you just need to ask, is this guilt from the Lord? Or is this just guilt based on what I believe I should be doing? Mm. Right. And honestly, like, if you read through the Psalms, there is so much self-absorption in the Psalms. Mm. And so I feel like most of us, if we feel like we're guilty, because we're only praying for ourselves, unless you're praying only based out of kind of the selfish ambition and greed kind of things. Honestly, I don't think you can over pray for yourself. And I don't think everybody's going to agree with me, but I think learning to pray for yourself can help you be a better intercessor for others. Right. And then again, I think it's important to remember these things of seasons. And so if everything's going great in your life and you don't have any really intense hurts to bring to the Lord or dreams, you know, like life is just kind of going on and things are fine. Then probably you're in a season where you can afford more mental energy to spend on intercession. But honestly, I think that 
most of our listeners, so these are people who love prayer or they wouldn't be listening and they want to grow in their prayer lives. And these are women because we're the Praying Christian Women podcast. And I think as women, we've, we've kind of absorbed too much guilt anyway. <laughs> we've, we've absorbed this, this idea that we need to always be taking care of everybody but ourselves. I would guess that most of us are going to be feeling guilty for praying for ourselves and to have that be a misplaced guilt then I would say most of us are probably praying for ourselves too much, right? Like if all you're doing is praying for that next vacation, then yeah, go ahead and add, add some deeper prayers, go deeper with the Lord. He's not your Santa Claus, you know, he is your God. (laughs) Beyond that, honestly, I think the biggest red flag I would say is if you're feeling guilty praying for yourself, then I would, I would at the first, instead of trying to pray for others more, I would try to deal with that guilt. Why do I feel guilty praying for myself? It's because you think God doesn't care. Well, that's stupid. Is it because you think that God doesn't want you to talk to him about how you're feeling? No, that's not true. And so then, I don't know, we have so much more freedom than I think we realize in our prayer lives that I think 99% of any guilt we feel probably is misplaced. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And, you know, if you do feel like your your prayers might be too self-focused, maybe start also asking the question of, well, what kind of prayers am I praying for myself? And kind of take a look at the, the mm-hmm. dimension of prayers that you're praying. Am I praying only yeah. for God, give me this? Or, you know, rather mm-hmm. than looking at it as praying for yourself or for others, maybe let me say it in a different way maybe the the proper question is, on what level am I praying? Am I praying just right. on a surface level for putting out fires? God, please let me do mm-hmm. well on this test. God, please help right. me not get in a car accident. But maybe look at the level of your prayers and, and think, how can I take my prayers to a deeper level? Absolutely. On, yeah. on both counts. And I think one more thing that you touched on that I think is so important is just involving God in your prayers. And so I think one other way to take our prayer lives to the next level is asking God to teach us how he wants us to pray Mm -hmm. and being open to that. Every time you sit down to pray or every time you think about it, like, okay, God, how do you want me to pray? What do you want my prayers to look like today? Mm -hmm. And be open to God giving you an entire day just to pray for yourself or giving you an entire day just to pray for one thing for one other person. And and that being okay. And not feeling like you have to, like you said, have these lists and timers of making Mm -hmm. sure that you cover everyone to have a balanced prayer life. Cause I think the Holy spirit is the one who guides us and, and directs us in our prayers ultimately and balance isn't always going to look like equal time. Exactly. Yeah. It very rarely will. And I think that the more we can just appreciate the freedom we have, the more we can just talk to God, like you and I don't set a timer being like, well, let's talk about our personal lives as much as we talk about praying Christian women or else we're unbalanced, right? Like we just kind of let it come. And yeah, to be fair, sometimes we've realized, okay, we've gone a month talking about the podcast and haven't had a catch up call. So yeah, every, every so often we'll set a call and we'll make it a point. Like we're not going to talk about work right now. Let's just chat. And I love those calls, but I feel like 
we don't, yeah, we don't want to have that time where you're like, oh, sorry. Like imagine how terrible it'd be like, you're in the middle of telling me about this major struggle you're having with your next door neighbor and how upset you are about it. This is all hypothetical. And and then my timer beeps. I'm like, oh, Jamie, sorry. It's time for us to talk about the <laughs> podcast. I don't want us to become self-absorbed friends, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the more mature you get in your prayers, hopefully the more you recognize that prayer is something that can come organically. So if something's on your mind, go ahead and pray about it because you're probably on your mind a lot. And that's just the way people are. That's not good or bad. It just is. And so, yeah, sometimes we can practice I don't even want to call it self-denial because that sounds far too austere and, um, you know, monastic, but yeah, sometimes we can say, okay, I've got some issues, but I know I'm going to, I need to pray for Jamie. She's going through some stuff. We're going to, I'm going to put my stuff on pause, but it doesn't mean that we just repress it. And I think that's what some of us do in our prayers. We just see so many needs around us and we're so used to being the nurturer and the caretaker that we think our only job is to pray for these others. Yeah, I love your idea of looking at your prayers and just seeing how deep do they go when you're praying for yourself or others. And I think that a really good sign would be to see the same level of depth in each. And so if all you're praying is help uncle Jane from her surgery, and then you're praying like about these deep seated scars from your childhood, that's, that's a tiny bit of balance or the other way around. If you're praying, like praying your heart out for missionaries, but all you're saying about your own self is like, thanks for the food, <laughs> then you're on balance the other way. So like, I would say, yeah, look at the depth of your average prayer, both for yourself and others and see if they're kind of at about the same level and then look at your average depth now and compare that to your average depth you know however long ago you want to look at when you started to pray or halfway into your christian journey or something like that and, and say okay have i gone deeper and as long as those things are you know good enough you're totally fine yeah i would say i have two other things that that came to mind one is the one time that i would say like if, if this thought does come to your mind like i'm not praying for other people enough. Um, we're actually in this same batch of recordings. We're going to be talking about prayer burdens on a future mm -hmm. episode. And so if you do have this inkling of, I, I need to be praying outside of myself, maybe one question you could ask is, well, God, am I like, like you had said earlier, Alana, like, is this from God? God, is this from you? And is there a prayer burden that mm -hmm. you specifically want me to, am I feeling this uneasiness because there is a, a certain prayer burden that you've placed on my heart that you want me to be praying for regularly. That's not on my list mm -hmm. or that's not in my, you know, in, in my yeah. line of sight that that could be something that you could ask yourself. Um, Absolutely. And you can let God know like, Hey God, I'm available. <laughs> you right. know, my prayers yeah. have been a lot about me lately. That's a good mm -hmm. sign that I'm available to take on prayers for others. Right. So, and then you can like, God's going to fill that <laughs> with something to pray for. And I feel like that's so much more effective than striving to find the thing. And, yeah. you know, some of us, we try to race God. We're going to be like, well, I'm going to pray for this thing before you even like, I'm going to beat you to it. <laughs> so before, before it's even acknowledged that it's a need, I'm already going to have prayed for it. And like, God's not going to compete with you <laughs> in that. And so sometimes even just a prayer, like, Hey God, I'm open to a new prayer burden. Can you show me what that might be? I feel like that can be one of the most 
world changing prayers you could ever pray. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, one, one last thought is along the lines of praying for yourself. Um, not only do I think it's not selfish to pray for yourself. I think that sometimes it's appropriate when you're in a place where you are, you have the mental and spiritual energy to pray for yourself. Um, I think it's helpful to create prayers and write them down or, or create like, like, so this week we're doing, we're doing this, um, 24 week Ephesians prayer and Bible study journey through, you know, it's called armed for battle. And for this week or next week's application, we're going to be creating a like weapon of praise, which is a, something that you write down that is for your future self to use as a weapon against any spiritual battle you're facing. So there are times when you do have the energy to pray for yourself that, um, I think one gift you can give yourself, you know, one gift you could give your future self is prepare some prayers or some, some things Mm -hmm. that you can utilize in the future during times when you don't have that energy to pray for yourself when you're exhausted and, and just can't. And, and I I think that's a great plan. That's kind of one, one little prayer gift you can give to yourself. Yeah. One more Bible passage popped into my head when Jesus is talking about the two people praying at the synagogue and one of them is praying for himself. Mm-hmm. He's saying, God have mercy on me, a sinner. And the mm-hmm. other guy, he's not praying for himself at all. He's the one saying, God, thank you that I'm not like that tax collector over there. Mm-hmm. So in a case like that, I mean, the, the very clear, if we're going to place a winner, like who prayed better or who prayed the right way, yeah. it was the guy who acknowledged how wretched he was before God. Mm-hmm. And the person who didn't pray for himself, but instead was like praying a prayer of disdain towards somebody else was, you know, I would say if there is, you know, sometimes we'll say things like there's no wrong way to pray. And this would be the exception because Jesus is very clear. Yeah, that was praying that the wrong, was the way. wrong <laughs> way to pray. So again, I just, I feel like a hundred percent of our listeners are going to feel guilty for the wrong thing. Most people are going to feel guilty because they're praying too much for themselves and not enough for others. And I feel like that's completely misplaced guilt. And yeah, you do want to see balance. You do want to see a deepening of your prayers, but again, God's not up there with his scorecard, keeping track and something to keep in mind. Like what we talked about at the very beginning, sometimes we get really good about hiding behind intercessory prayer and we treat that as, okay, I've done my prayer duty for the day and we haven't dealt with our own unconfessed sin or, you know, whatever it is that God's trying to do in us because we're too busy praying for those poor tax collectors over there in the corner. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to leave people with that reminder. Yes. I think that's so important. Great. Well, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, it's, I guess it's a good segue if, you know, yeah, we, we talked about, it's great to pray for yourself, but we do have a, um, resource called 30 days of prayer for the unsaved. So if you really would like to incorporate praying for others, see what I did there <laughs> into your prayer life. Um, you can, uh, we like to present one of these prayers during each of our coffee breaks. So we'll be praying through this prayer, which is designed for you to pray for the one to three people or so that God has placed on your heart to pray that they would come to know the Lord. Um, 
But if you would like to have this resource for free delivered to your inbox, you can go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved, and you can get um, these 30 days of prayer for the unsaved one by one each day delivered to your inbox, just kind of as a easy reminder, easy trigger to pray for the people um, that you know that don't know the Lord. You can also go to Amazon and get the book, which is awesome. I love it. It's in large print, and it is... 30 days of prayer for the unsaved and it's by Alana. So just look for that on Amazon. Also, if you'd like a hard copy, they make great gifts too. So let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have prepared a place for me. Thank you for giving me the assurance that one day I will be able to worship you in heaven where there is no more injustice or pain or fear. You have already conquered death. You have already conquered the grave. The life that you give is eternal and free to anyone who asks. Please extend that gift of eternal life to my friend. Let them know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through the blood of Jesus, which he shed for their sins. Teach them that you alone are God, that you alone are holy, and that you alone can offer them this salvation. God, I yearn for the day when I will be with you, worshiping in your heavenly kingdom. I pray that my friend would be there as well glorifying your name throughout all eternity. Amen. Amen. All right. If you have any recommendations for Coffee Break episodes, you can send those to us at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. And how about since you just did the prayers for the unsaved, I'll go ahead and close this in prayer. All right. Thank you, God, for this time to talk. And I just pray that every single one of our listeners would grow deeper in their prayer lives, both for themselves and for others, Lord. And I pray that we would feel encouraged. I pray that you would help us to throw off any misplaced guilt, but that also you would convict us of areas where you do want to deepen our prayer lives. I pray that you would put upon me and Jamie and all of our listeners the prayer burdens that you have for us and that we would be responsible to nurture those and grow those and to see your kingdom come on earth. We just thank you for the gift of prayer and that we can connect with you. And I just thank you that Jamie and I get to come together every week and chat about this amazing gift. And we just pray that our listeners would be blessed and inspired and encouraged. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.